Welcome back, everyone, to Rule of Three, episode 12. We are here with Emily Nadaf and Bronwyn Schnur from Alanis Club. Welcome, ladies. Very excited to have you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. We're super excited to uh, be with you guys today and, you know, get to know a little more about Alanis Club as well as, you know, talk about our topics of the day, which we're going to get into in a second. Yeah. So we brought you on for a very specific reason. Um, And Emily and I have known each other for, I guess it's been about a year now. Yeah, maybe even longer than that. Yeah, well, we met, we met last October. Okay. Oh, yeah, and right, did, the election. Sorry, where did right. you guys meet? We met on the street. We did. No way. Yeah. On the street. Yeah. We yeah. met on the street. I was working for April Engelberg, who was running for city council. April, and April. Shout out to April. Shout out April. <laughs> yeah, and she was on the street um, and ended up plugging the Lennis Club to us and telling us about I think it was yeah, like one of your it was, first events. Yeah, it was, well, not one of our first events, but oh. we were doing a municipal election primer that night with Jennifer right. Pagliaro from The Star. And one of the things that we were going to be covering is, you know, why aren't more young women running for municipal politics? And then there, there was, was April, April in my board handing out flyers on my favorite street corner. And I was like, this yeah. seems serendipitous. It was amazing. It was fate. Yeah, yeah. truly. And <laughs> that was my intro to Elena's Club through April. And I've been so, like, in love with all of what you do ever since. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so to get back to our topic of choice today, we're going to be talking about side hustles. Um, and I think that you two are kind of the perfect example of a, a side hustle that's just been like growing and, and building itself into a really beautiful community. So maybe we'll just start off by both of you or one of you explaining what Elena's Club is and how it came to fruition. Yeah, sure. So I have to do a lot of this pitching to <laughs> yeah. potential like sponsors and also um Nice. You've you've got it she's ready for got us. It on yes. All right, yeah. Cool. So I have got it. Elevator so, pitch. Yeah. I was just so, gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's spark notes. It's the it is indeed. Um so we are a Toronto based um continuing education collective for women. Uh, we basically aim to do a class sort of once a month on a different topic, uh, and our core mission is really to break down the barriers and make um, education more accessible for women in the city. So, you know, we host classes that are sort of master class style. So if you are the type of person who's really interested in continuing education and perhaps, you know, you want to learn more about politics or you want to learn more about finance, but you don't want to take on um, some of the burdens that come with learning that on your own so whether that's the financial burden that would come from taking a college course or just the time commitment from doing something like that um we kind of offer a really accessible space for women to come to connect and to learn about new topics and hopefully inspire them to continue on their own educational journey that was longer than an elevator no that That was was awesome i think that was like very well articulated yes um, so Love what that. kind of, what inspired you guys to kind of journey down this path? Was there a moment or did, you know, one of you kind of have the, the, uh, idea and then you guys yeah. all kind of jumped in and kind of birthed it? Yeah. So, um, so, uh, our other founders or a third founder, uh, who isn't here today, Veronica Green. Mm-hmm. Friend of the pod. Friend, Shout out. <laughs> Shout out friend of the pod. Um, <laughs> she is actually the brainchild behind, Elena's Club. So she reached out to me in 2017, in the summer of 2017, and basically pitched the idea of Elena's Club. And she had been mulling over the idea for over a year, I think. And I think the um, 
the where the idea stemmed from was she was sitting at a dinner table with her friends and her um, partner and their partners as well sitting around the table and the topic of I think it was uh, real estate investment came up and all of these really like intense words like rate were some other words for a real estate investment I don't know rate, anxiety writ, comes to mind is it writ or rate like an R-E-I-T? Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's great. Anyway, so all of these, like, really confusing terms started to come up, and there were some people that really knew a lot about this subject, and then there was, like, kind of half the other table that didn't really know that much about it, and I think that's kind of where the idea birthed from. I don't know if I'm butchering this, but this is kind of what I remember her telling me when she was pitching me about the idea, but she said that she didn't like the feeling of being at a dinner table and not being able to join the conversation about mm-hmm. a topic that is so um, so well-known among a lot of people. Yeah. But she wasn't able to jump in and join and have that connection. So right. I think that idea stems into Lena's Club in the sense that we want to give women the opportunity to be able to join conversations wherever that may be, whether it be at work, at the dinner table, with friends, with family, interviews we want to be able to equip women with um, essential knowledge and facts and things that you really want to know more about but really don't have the time in your in your day to do yeah and I think one of the other things that I was actually talking I was talking to a a speaker we're going to have at one of our upcoming events um, about today too is there's so much information that you get inundated with on a day-to-day yeah, basis totally so mm-hmm. whether it's something like you know you're reading like eight different perspectives on politics like how do you kind of sort through how do you cut through the noise exactly to say a lot yeah. of it can be very yeah. useless information yeah, to and, you that clouds mm-hmm. you exactly yeah. so i think our hope and our goal with elena's club and sarah you can tell us if we do this yeah. is that you know every time you attend a class you walk away having met someone new and having learned something new I totally agree with that. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I think I started coming to your events maybe last November or December. Yeah. Um, and it's just been so amazing to see the range of topics that come up, like sexual mm-hmm. health and, and sexual, um, I guess, what what's the what's what was the topic of that one sexual uh, education sexual like education sex ed, basically yeah. yeah but it it came from such a place of empowering women to be mm. able to talk about sex and not be uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah. um and that was just an amazing topic that i thought um isn't addressed enough in daily life and isn't normalized enough and then it spans all the way to you know financial literacy to yeah. Uh, community building in terms of like social media marketing Mm -hmm. that sort of thing I loved that one that you guys had at stacked I found like the topic was just so universal because everyone's trying to put themselves out there 100 percent yeah yeah that was one thing I was going to ask was you know what is kind of the the content that you guys are offering but that's cool that you guys are kind of giving a spectrum like that um what have you found has been like you know a common demographic for you guys what who has been you know kind of gravitating to this the most as of right now like have yeah. you found there to be kind of a a sweet spot I demographic mean, wise yeah, or has it I, been you know variety i think it would probably base age would start around 25 mm-hmm. um but 
I mean, I yeah. think it initially started as a lot of our own personal networks. Yeah. There's a lot of right. these things do, right? It's like we of put course. it up on our social, we're excited about it. People and want then, to show their support. Exactly. Yeah. You see it sort of permeating throughout your own network. But mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, we were at one class and there was a woman who came who had come all the way from Barrie, which is like an hour and a half. That's and cool. she just had her first kid. And she was like, you know, I saw this on social. I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm a new mom. I haven't been out of the house. And I like wanted to come in meet some people and learn and Mm -hmm. she had like driven all the way down and I wasn't close with her in high school I don't even know if we actually went to the same high school we might have gone to different high schools um but it was just really cool to see that it had the capacity and the ability to sort of Mm -hmm. like go beyond our own personal and borders now yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah and I want to get to the grit of it what's it been like to manage having this as sort of uh, a side hustle, so mm-hmm. to speak, to all your regular lives, because I know all three of you have full time jobs, <laughs> yes, right? Into managing jobs, which is very impressive. Uh, by yeah, the way. good for you guys. Um, Thanks. I think it's. I think f- first off, we all really, really enjoy working with Elena's Club and trying to grow Elena's Club. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you really have to do love it. Like you yeah. can't, you can't not be doing something when you're not making money right now it's, yeah. like it's a side hustle like if you're starting something out you really have to love it so at first I think for me it's that initial kind of like okay I'm gonna do this because I love it mm-hmm. um but I think it is very it is very taxing but I we find time yeah I mean I think you you always manage to find time for things that are a priority to you mm-hmm. right like you look at your life and there's so many different ways that you can spend your energy and put Mm -hmm. your energy into something. But Mm -hmm. I know every time I come out of a class or a meeting or Mm -hmm. like even if someone just kind of walks up to me on the street and, you know, it was like I was at a class, like it was so great or I had this awesome experience or whatever it is. Like it's such a magical feeling. It's such a motivator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really want to keep doing it because you can actually see that it's It's rewarding for people. But it's definitely like, I mean, putting in time after work is like, well, I'll get home and get back on my laptop and start working again. Mm -hmm. And obviously you need to take breaks here and there, but I think, um, it's, it definitely is a second job. Yeah. Yeah, How, How much time do you guys say, you know, rough ballpark would you put in like on a, in a week's time? Like how, how, what's your kind of schedule looking like between your day jobs and this? How yeah. do you be- find the balance? That's, that's a fair question. I think for me on like the programming side, cause I'm more responsible for going out and like sourcing our speakers and sponsors. If anyone's listening, that's a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up. Um, them. But I would say kind of like a- around like five to seven hours a week would be normal mm-hmm. on an yeah. event week. It would be a lot mm-hmm. heavier. Event right. weeks would be like 15, a lot more pre-pro 20 hours. Yeah. And yeah. That, that, that's tough. I mean, especially we're all kind of in fields that we have, we have pretty, like, I just switched jobs actually. It's, it's a little bit more relaxed now, but where I was before, you know, it, it was quite a grind and it was hard to find that energy mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when you're leaving work at like, I know sometimes I'll be leaving work around like six and then you get home around like seven and then and you're work like, okay, I need hours. to eat dinner and then kind of want to watch like the new episode of the crown (laughs) (laughs) but then i also know i need to get stuff done for lena's club so there is that kind of like do i really want to work on this right now and then Mm -hmm. but it does pay off it pays off yeah absolutely i think we also do a good job of holding each other accountable yeah we have a group chat that goes off like 25 times a day yeah we have a group chat (laughs) we have we're constantly emailing each other um 
so we do have ways of like organizing things so yeah we're, we're taking people to task for sure but maybe mm-hmm. yeah I think it's I think that's one of the most important parts is having supporters in that kind of thing I mm-hmm. mean even for Chris and I if we didn't have each other to if I didn't have Sarah yeah mm-hmm. it's more yeah that, it's more that. to like you, you know can't do it on your keep, own yeah exactly you need support Absolutely. I mean, yeah, side hustles are crazy because you do get wrapped up in all this. Um, if I'm not being financially supported by something, uh, should mm-hmm, I be yeah. putting in the effort mm-hmm. and the time? But when it's a labor of love, it totally. just makes that difference. Okay. Yeah. What was one of the most like crazy experiences that you had, like just face to face after developing Alana's Club? Um, I think one of the best memories I have of Elena's Club was last winter. When did we hold the architecture class? Yeah, it was like last October actually, I, I believe. Okay. So we so had a we a had um an architecture class with uh partisans architecture. Mm-hmm. Um and so we put the event out. Um we did a little bit of like Facebook ad marketing on it. Um so we actually started getting like a bunch of new faces in and this is when we were just starting. So we would usually just see like the, all the familiar faces, but this was kind of the, a bit of a tipping point for us when we started to see different faces come in, people I didn't know before. Um, and there was this one woman who came and she actually just immigrated from Syria. Syria, mm-hmm. yeah. She just immigrated from Syria, and that this was one of her like first experiences in Canada. Whoa. Um, and it was going to a wellness club class. And mm-hmm. it was like this connection that I was like, oh my gosh, like you're here at my class. You just came to Canada. And like, I'm so happy that you're here and that we get to introduce you to this course and introduce you to all these new people and new friends that, that you were able to meet. So I think that was something for me that gave me like pure joy to do for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely one of my favorite memories, just being able to do that for someone else and like, connect people I love being able to connect people to other people you know yeah. mm-hmm. it's like one of my favorite things and I think yeah. that's like so important right now more than ever because we're just becoming more and more antisocial as, totally. a, as a society so it's good to have yeah you know programs in place like this yeah. to encourage people to you know and get, meet yeah, get out of your house and get mm-hmm. out of your house and you know talk to other people that yeah. you don't usually talk to because you never know who's out there yeah online communities are so great and they're I think they're very vital but um, nothing really beats like one-on-one personal interaction with yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Plus, online right. online communities can sometimes lead to nastiness. Yeah. You know? It's Absolutely. it's much easier to be a troll on the internet than to someone's face. Yeah. You know? Hiding behind your computer before. Yeah. Yeah. I think no nastiness over here. No. Come no. to Alana's club, safe space. Mm. Totally. <laughs> Very safe space. Yeah. I think one of the greatest things also about your classes is that you don't have to be networking or mingling the whole time. There's that ease of just knowing that there's a certain amount of time where you get to chat with people, but then you just get to sit back and And let someone else hold the room, you know? And I find sometimes that can be quite daunting, at least for myself. I'm not good with small talk. Absolutely. And, And it's crazy just how the framework of something can make it really inviting, Mm. even without, I don't know, without kind of, saying that it's supposed yeah. to be inviting or whatever it may that's, be that's a cool thing for yeah. you to say too because i think we've also gotten to a point with our courses where you know we're experimenting with what works for our audience like right now we're doing this financial literacy boot camp because that's one thing we've heard so much from the women that come to mm-hmm. our classes you know they're really interested in having more 
practical access to resources um, to equip them to handle their finances. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of done that over the month of November, and we've played around a little bit with these courses where it's more of like a seminar style where a teacher's coming in and talking to you about the class, but there's not the same like formal space and time for networking at the upfront. Mm-hmm. But I did notice after our last class, like mm-hmm. the women that had came in, they still came a little bit early before the teacher and right. they were still having mm-hmm. these conversations and making these connections the and meeting chit-chats. new people. Yeah. So it's, it's nice that that still is like able to yeah. come through no matter which format we're trying that's awesome totally mm-hmm. i think also too like everybody has their different like communication styles as well like speaking to like what you said mm-hmm. sarah like we don't want people to feel like they're pressured into networking yeah. because i f- i find networking sometimes is not very organic either like oh you feel gosh, like you're forced yeah. into these very like contrived. Yeah, oh yeah and that's not something yeah. we want to no. encourage like if you want to just come to our class and grab a drink grab a snack and learn mm-hmm. we're here for that it's great that there's no end goal i mean yeah. i think that's the trouble with networking or trying yeah. to communicate with with people for like a specific reason is when there's a weird alter motive or end goal in place it it creates that like that tension that you feel and you can also miss things that are right in front of you right yeah yeah Yeah. totally i was at a conference last week and um obviously like one of the objectives when you go to a conference is to meet people and like make new connections Mm -hmm. and i went over to someone that was at a booth and um it was i won't say the company it was like a financial services company Mm -hmm. and i had the most awkward disjointed conversation with them (laughs) and it wasn't like by any fault of their own I think I just kind of come on a little strong (laughs) at times but it was truly the most like I like put my foot in my mouth and then my other friend Juanita was sitting beside me and she kept talking and I had to stand there and like awkwardly look at this girl and I was like oh this is why I hate networking events like I free you freeze up you feel clammy like to your point it always feels like there's some sort of ulterior motive even if there's not when do you like walk away from the conversation also so there's just like so many yeah it's so like so awkward. have we done the thing that we yeah, need to do when exactly. do we get to so say we goodbye wanted, <laughs> we want it to be organic and we want it to be um an experience that they feel comfortable with that's awesome yeah. you know? that's yeah. cool though too because like the more organic it is the more likely you are to match your energy to someone else that is compatible with you uh, you know sure. because yeah. like you said the ulterior motive is kind of removed from it yeah. so you're you allow yourself just time to kind of to gravitate to people yeah, rather absolutely. than be like oh that person is who i need to talk to to get a job mm-hmm. yeah you know? yeah um, that's really cool. It's like yeah. a really good way to put it. I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And so what makes this, or let's maybe just get your perspective on what makes something a side hustle versus a hobby? Hmm. Good question. It's a I very can, good question. So f- Thank for you. me, I, I can maybe take a stab at this. Um, I love to take photos. Cool. I have a film camera. I take photos all the time when I have the time. Um, but I think I knew, like, when I was taking the photos or, like, when I'm taking photos, I know that it's something that just brings me pure joy and I know that I can just do it and there's no end result. I just mm. take the photos. I get them developed. They're beautiful. They're great. And that's just it. Mm-hmm. And it's just something I can, like, enjoy in my pastime and – not really worry about is this going to make me money? Is this going to get me to where I need to be? Um, is this going to elevate me in a certain way? Mm. I think it's, I don't know. I don't, do you have any hobbies? 
<laughs> it's like Emily. No, I just I, I like I like that. I like that. Like, and yeah, over to you. Honestly, like I I for a while I thought I was like, well, maybe I will be a photographer. Maybe I will hmm. do this. But I think I was like, you know what? No, I don't think I have what it takes to like go through that. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, you know? I I mean, I think kind of on a similar vein of thought to what you were saying. Yeah. I think hobbies are something that are always there. Mm. Um, to me, it's something that, you know, is an enjoyable sort of departure from the moment. It's mm. something you can rely on that's, like, easy and accessible. And maybe this isn't fair because I'm sure some people have hobbies that are very Hard. intricate, like, yeah. I don't know, building model trains. No, I, 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 I feel where you're coming from, though. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have, like, the way I would interpret it is, like, kind of, like, a hobby for me would be things that you can kind of like pick up, put down. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. like you said, you know, it's always there. Always be yeah. there. But it, there's no pressure. Yeah. Whereas like a side hustle is like something more consistent that yeah. you're kind of working towards. Well, it's got hustle in the name, right? Yeah, like, right. You gotta work like, for ho- it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I definitely yeah. think of hobby as more of like something where, you know, it comes and goes in your life when you have time for it or right. when you, yeah. you know, have the attention span for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it should bring 100%. you some, I think hobbies too should bring you some sort of like, peace yeah mm. and like nirvana. just like calm and like mm. i go and take photos and after i take photos i'm like okay oh that's awesome i feel calm that's really sweet you know yeah, so like that's, that's i know that feeling of like having that hobby is like it's so personal and like mine yeah mm-hmm. um but like obviously i don't feel calm 24 7 working at a wellness club like i'm, I'm obviously <laughs> yeah. there's times where i'm like okay this needs to get done and we need to right like, yeah execute on yeah, this, you're, hu- you're hustling yeah. you're hustling mm-hmm. so i think that's definitely hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. We broke that down pretty well. I think yeah, that's interesting. Definitely. Yeah. It kind of leads me into my next, I feel like I'm just shooting out these. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, shoot them out. Ooh. Um, baby. Yeah. <laughs> pew, oh pew. My gosh. What did you just say? <laughs> said no, never mind. Oh, remember that one time <laughs> every you. podcast you said you put your foot in your mouth. Yeah. This was it. Here we are. Oh, Christopher. Anyways. Um, yeah, I guess, The other thing that I'm thinking about is when we wrote to people and said, what do you think of when you think about a side hustle? A lot Mm. of the commentary was around kind of job structure and like Mm. financial means and the fact that especially in a city like Toronto, side hustle has the connotation that it is um, for financial support. Um, Like I would say a lot of people would call driving Uber if they do it off hours, their side hustle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. Uber side hustlers for and sure. And so Very, people paying off their student loan debt driving Ubers. Mm-hmm. Literally. No, yeah. seriously, yeah. Yeah, I even, I was in an Uber once where the woman who was driving me, um, she's a project manager and has a full-time job, but yeah. she was going on vacation and she was like, I don't want to spend my regular money on my vacation yeah. so i'm driving Good uber for yeah. Yeah. right Good for her just like then i, I get to keep that. it in the bank salute to that woman <laughs> yeah truly yeah. um so so is there is there a way to make that difference or or do we just keep it under one umbrella i think there can be two ways to go about that like i don't mm-hmm. think that because you have a, a side hustle it necessarily has to have the connotation of you know driving you money in some totally. sort of sense mm-hmm. or not some sort of sense in some tangible way mm-hmm. i think for us the way that we have set up and run a Lena's club it is a social enterprise like we do profit off of our classes but we have never taken a cent of that profits back into our own pocket like we're mm-hmm. reinvesting it in the company we are working to kind of you know, grow our social base, we'll reinvest it into ads. 
Um, but like ideally, yes, we would like to get it to a place where it's profitable, where we can pay our speakers who are perhaps not from, you know, major organizations and making Mm -hmm. a huge paycheck where we can have the means to pay them in a really great way versus like just a little gift. That's a token of our appreciation. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers the question or not. Like, I think there is often a connotation around money, but I don't think it is necessarily something that's like inextricably linked from the beginning. Yeah. Like, I think the cool thing about Alana's Club is while we do, I mean, obviously would like to be profitable at some point, um, with a social enterprise, like our first and foremost, our mission is to educate women and to create those spaces. And like, if we're never profitable ever, it's not going to be a loss to us. Mm -hmm. To me, it's community first. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's why we haven't taken any money because Mm -hmm. we want to see it thrive and we want to see, the community to be able to survive and withstand um and to add to what emily said to be able to kind of bolster that community through supporting speakers um having better event spaces not that we don't we have our event spaces yeah, you guys do have we really love good events. we work where, where are some places that you guys have uh we work. Yeah, we Love, work is a work. huge, huge partner of ours. It's amazing. Um, they're awesome. They is, are is so we great. work at Bathurst and Bloor. There's like, I think nine or ten in the oh, city. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a is lot. The, the one, the one, one that there. you guys use is on University, right? Yeah, that's the one we definitely use the most. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful they're a great partner. But us. just yeah, like uh, putting money back into the events too, mm-hmm. and like yeah. making the it events enjoyable. You know. Oh, totally. There's so many things that go into an event, like the the takeaway that you come from an event it's it's it adds up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think that's like that was a good point though based on your question was like i think it matters like like what what your mission is what yeah, your mode what your motives are because mm-hmm. I, I feel as though in toronto we automatically think you know even for me art like two of our side hustles right now are second jobs mm-hmm. you know to subsidize yeah. things like just being able to spend in the city and totally. being able to you know experience a little more freedom than being you know mm-hmm. uh strapped down for cash yes. so um i think that's something that we like know is here to be the norm but i'm sure there are other places where that's not as much the case and your right. side hustle is like mm-hmm. you know based on different missions that you guys might have mm-hmm. but yeah. i think it's also important to to acknowledge that the word can be used for so many other things than mm-hmm. financial support and i think a lot of people oversee that and so I'm really happy that both of you are here because I think that you're one of the most perfect examples yeah, you guys are to have example. on one of our side hustles here on this podcast <laughs> yeah, to just to just address the fact that you don't have to always be thinking about finances when it comes to mm-hmm. something that can be kind of this beautiful marriage of mm-hmm. a side hustle and a hobby because yeah. it does bring you that joy, but it also um, mm-hmm. it does have a little more driving force than what you were speaking to, mm-hmm. Bronwyn. Yeah. And the greatest thing about side hustles that you put your heart into and you have honest intentions with is a lot of the times they end up profiting you anyway. Yes. You know, a lot of the times the things that you are most genuine and authentic and yes. passionate about end up turning a profit for you at some point or another. Yeah, um, who knows? So I think that's mm-hmm. a it's a really, you know, it's a great way that you guys are kind of entering that space. Alana's you know? Club merch 2020. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm oh, you guys excited. have you guys have merch coming out? <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. You can't say that and keep, then no, keep, keep your is eyes there, peeled. Is there some fire cute. merch dropping? Oh, we'll it's see. cute merch. Cute merch. You'll like okay. it. It'll be good. For me? Yeah, sure. It's for everyone. Right. <laughs> I'll grab an I'll grab an XL. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so what's a topic that you haven't had on one of your events yet that you'd be excited to have? Not necessarily giving away anything if you don't want to. I was, like, to. I was I gonna say, or maybe one you've discussed that you haven't fully well. like curated yet. Yeah. You've so discussed. one that um, I actually had the pleasure of meeting with one of our potential speakers um, this morning on is climate change and sustainability. Mm. I think that's something we haven't had the opportunity to explore yet. But I think especially coming out of the last election in the current political context, but also just generally in our society at large, like. There's so many questions. And again, that whole misinformation thing, like I've got a separate group chat with all of my girlfriends from university. And one of my girlfriends was like, oh, well, you know, I read a piece that said it's not that big of a deal. We don't need to be that worried about it. Yeah. And there's so much contradictory information out there. Mm-hmm. So I think our mission with this class will really to be, sorry, to kind of do it as a two-part series, ideally. So one that can actually focus on the science behind climate change so people mm. can walk away and have an understanding of the, you know, unbiased actual truths and the scientific truths behind climate change Mm -hmm. right and then we always like to keep things practical for the people that come to our class so looking at a secondary class that you know will maybe explore more ways that you can introduce sustainability and sustainable practices into your life so beyond micro level yeah Yeah. exactly like actual changes you can make applicable changes that you can make that aren't gonna turn your world upside down but you can do that's amazing you know um, I think to that, to add to what Emily's saying is, especially with topics like climate change, that can be controversial. Very polarizing. And polarizing. Yeah. Um, it's so incredibly important to have thought leaders um, in that arena mm-hmm. to be able to explain things, but also fact check things as well. Totally. Yeah. And kind of hold things to account because... Mm-hmm. There, there's so much misinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's also biased, you know, like a lot of bias, yeah. and and I think that's another thing too. We want to we are very um, cautious about making sure that bias does not enter the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, that we have, especially with politics, especially with even health. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think that's yeah. a completely like appropriately to approach it you need to have people that can come at it um from a place where they're not pushing an agenda because we want to instill trust in our audience and the people that are coming to our classes Mm -hmm. yeah um we're extremely political and we just want to basically equip people with the knowledge to make their own decisions make your own own free thinking yeah Yeah, absolutely and i I think that the whole free thinking aspect is really cool because Mm -hmm as a society we're realizing more and more that we need to be free thinkers and mm-hmm. need to sometimes step aside from what the norms are and mm-hmm. what you know our local government or our federal government is pushing down our throats mm. i mean i don't know if you guys have ever watched like uh you know cnn and then fox news mm. <laughs> it is the most polarizing thing yeah you totally. could ever experience totally. and it's just also biased you know yeah. it's it's like two children fighting in a playground yeah. you know it's just yeah. there's every day you turn on cnn and they're bashing trump and they're bashing his party and every day you turn on fox and they're defending trump and defending all the things mm-hmm. that he's doing yeah. and it's just a non-stop you know barrage yeah. of trump and climate change is happening no climate change is not happening we're repealing mm-hmm. all of those laws you mm-hmm. know so it's really 
confusing. You know, you can't go to the TV, it seems, anymore. Yeah. You need to find other ways to absorb information. You exactly. Know? Yeah. I do think, though, I will say that I think we're very lucky in Canada to have some very great journalists yes, who are very, we do. very unbiased. And For sure. Really we do. We've, and we've For had sure. the pleasure of working with some really great journalists as well. Yeah. Another shout out yeah. to Laura Stone from the Globe and Mail for her exceptional mm. moderating at our last yeah. um, She's great. federal election primer. Uh, we've had, you know, a lot of support from Refinery29, too, who yeah. we're, we're huge fans of. They're awesome. Yeah. They're Carly awesome. was so great. Yeah. She mm-hmm. she is truly a force to be reckoned mm-hmm. with. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, yes, we, we believe we can trust our journalists. We love yeah. free press. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was one last question that I was going to ask. And I forget is it, it escape- now. Oh, no, I remember it. Escaping it. You? I remember I was it. I remember it. This <laughs> happens to me every single time. I can feel while you no, think. No, no, this happens to me every time. Okay. Um, what's the biggest change in your lives that's had to happen introducing such a prominent side hustle into mm. the structure? Hmm, that's interesting. I think um, weekends for me. Mm. Yeah. Like, we have weekend meetings. There's, there's times where it's, like, People will be like, oh, let's go do this. I'm like, no, I can't. I have an Alanis Club meeting. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't have any, like, negativity towards that. I'm like, no, I'm going to go do this. Mm -hmm. And, like, having those commitments, like, being at those events. um, I think it's it's not so much as a change. It's just kind of an adjustment. Yeah. I think for me it's sort of one of those things that um, the older I've gotten the more selective I've been with a lot of things in mm-hmm. my life like I've come to the realization that there's only um, a finite you know period of time mm-hmm. um, and it's really important to fill that time with people and activities that actually spark joy for you yes amen I don't have any time for people who are not supporting me are mm-hmm. not pushing me to be a better person and who are not inspiring me like I've got a ton of great friends I will put my energy into them yeah. but mm-hmm. like I don't have time for other people right now and I'm not apologetic yeah. no that's for amazing it right now. I feel yeah. like that's the biggest lesson to learn even throughout your 20s into your 30s mm-hmm. um figuring out who's important and yeah who's pushing yeah. you forward yeah we talk about this all it's the so, time Chris it's and so I. hard shrinking your circle and for some people yeah. it's easier yeah um, i'm like ruthless i'm like yeah that's I some, amazing i have some friends who are you're out you're yeah. done <laughs> you're done, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> yeah Foyed. i swear but you for me it's yeah. been more of a challenge i think um, but recently I've gotten better. Yeah. But he texts me all the really time. Proud of that. That's, yeah, he's I'm like, super, is there something you want to elaborate on? I'm super proud of that because, you know, it dragged <laughs> me down in a lot of areas of my life yeah. for a long time and you yeah. don't realize it because you're so busy trying to please other people yeah. that you stop pleasing yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and then it becomes a vicious cycle because you're so busy trying to play catch up with yourself yeah. that you spread yourself so thin and you just you can't handle it anymore yeah you yeah. text um, me like inspired paragraphs about your time. own revelations he's mm-hmm. like yeah. sarah i figured yeah. out this this thing that's been holding me back and i just think yeah. i need to invest my time and energy into people who want to push me forward and i was like yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> do it, was, it. Yeah. i it's, love that it's really great when it's reciprocal too like i mm-hmm. find like i love encouraging my friends i mm-hmm. love like being there for them when like they get promotions or when they get a new job like it's it's honestly so exciting for me and like I want my friends to feel the same way when I achieve those things you yeah. know and yeah. I think yeah. that's so important just in any relationships that you have but um yeah to jump back to that question like I don't think much has changed I think we've just been very like 
strict with our time i guess yeah mm. yeah i think I that's know. like that's the yeah. one thing i'm realizing and i feel like you guys must do that very well mm-hmm. if you are you know, i mean i definitely have my like adventure. netflix binges you have four hours who of doesn't? time and you're like how do i fill this I know, a, it's actually really funny like last night uh i was i just i had a long day i didn't mm-hmm. sleep well the night before and i was really tired and I got home and I was like plugging away at this Elena's Club deck and I went to the gym and I made dinner and I was still having like a really productive day. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend called me and he never drops by unannounced. Like that's just not his vibe. <laughs> and he was like, hey, like I'm outside, like, you know, I'm going to come up and say hi. And I was so impressed that I wasn't like sitting there with like takeout in front of my TV, like, like hey, Uber. So I was like, yeah, I made dinner. I'm working on a yeah. deck. I went to the gym. Like yeah, I nailed I got it. stuff. Done. Yeah. I love it. But yeah. I've started to feel so much happier from those little like micro daily victories. For sure. Like, it's the little victories. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And it, it gives you a natural high, you know, yeah, when, you, when you reflect on your day and you can, you know, recount the things that you did to kind of push yourself forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, your time is precious. Yeah, time it really is, is precious. So true. Yeah. Any Indeed. final remarks? Any plugs for you guys? Oh, Any yeah. upcoming events you'd like to plug? I was just thinking about that. Yeah. We're looking to grow our team volunteer-wise. You hear that, peeps? Yeah. So yeah. If you've got any yeah. DM them, extra email time. them. Yeah. If you Elena's too, Club, you know where if to we go. haven't yeah. mentioned it already. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? We're on the podcast with Elena's Club. Sorry, my headphones cut out one more time. Oh, it's um at Elena's Club. That's their Instagram. Nice. And yes. you can slide into those DMs. Please do. Love that. As I do all the time. I'll just slide and be like, I love this post. I love that. I'm just like an annoying little creep, but it's fine. (laughs) But honestly, guys, uh, thank you so much for for coming out and joining us. We had a lot of fun chatting with you guys. And it's it's really awesome to see the work you guys are doing, especially, you know, the intentions that you have behind it. It's it's really inspiring. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully you'll have us back. Oh, Maybe we this time we would next love year. To, we, we would love to. Yeah. Yeah. We can, can do tell a look at changed. us now. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We have to. That would be really a cool. Then and, a before and, and then after. And now. Then and now. Yeah. Would oh, love that. Amazing. Awesome. We're secretly, we're secretly um, getting you on the podcast so that when you become celebrities, uh, we can look back on it with our podcast and be like, hey, guess yeah. guess what? We had them on. Also, shout out to Shruti and Supriya, yeah. our oh, other yeah. team members. Yes. Our other team members, Shruti and Supriya, chow, chow. we love you. Oh, amazing. Anyways. Hope you listened to this whole episode and got to the end and yeah. your name. Listen to Maybe it. Maybe the real ones if they went all the way to the end. That's how you know they're real. Yeah. When you when you get, that's that's the beauty that's of a podcast. That's when you know the secret yeah. ending. They get past mm-hmm. like the 25 minute mark I've found. That's when you know yeah. they're real ones. We we had someone on last week who was calling out parts of like our was, previous podcast. I was, I was like, that, yeah. yes, listen, I love that. Thank you, girl. This is amazing. Yeah. She was like, oh, I think it was that episode. Episode that you guys seven, you guys this talked and about this. And I go, uh, I don't, I didn't even really remember that. That's awesome that you know that off the top of your head. How so well? Great. Yeah, I went by Chick Fil A today because it's in my building, and I angrily looked at it, and oh I was God. like, boo. yeah, boo, yep. I like Chick Fil A. No, 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 no. Not at this table. We're sorry. not bringing okay, it back. We're not getting into it. We're not getting into it. I just like Chick Fil A. That's all I'm saying. This is a beautiful place for discussion, but not about that. Wendy's spicy chicken burger. <laughs> I was actually at Wendy's today too. Oh wow. Okay, so this okay. is for people that listen to the ad. What fast food restaurants were discussed? Popeyes chicken sandwich. We're just gonna take a minute to talk about our sponsors. 
We'll yeah, get no. to that point. <laughs> next time we come on, this will be cut with commercials. Really yeah. <laughs> Let's just pause. Zip recruiter. <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Emily. Thank you, Bronwyn, thank for coming you guys on. So much. Thank you, guys. This thank has you. been Rule of Three, Episode 12. Oh. We out. Oh.